Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, Soul Talks friends. I'm excited today to be here on Soul Talks with Soul Shepherding's Director of Operations and Programs, Jessica Stong. And she has been a great gift to Bill and I and the Soul Shepherding staff and all who get to know and interact with her just comes to us with years of experience and also having gone through Soul Shepherding Spiritual Direction Training and Soul Shepherding Institute. And she had a great idea for us this summer. She said, hey, I've been listening to Soul Talks for five years and I've got some favorites and some of some of the past episodes, I think, get forgotten and they're good to revisit. And so can we do a series this summer where some of the spiritual directors, the senior spiritual directors and staff at Soul Shepherding get to pick his favorite? And so we loved that idea. And so, Jess, you're our first one here. We're so happy to have you launching this series with us. And I'm so curious to share with our listeners, what episode did you pick of Soul Talks? Oh, Christy, it is so exciting to be with you. And I picked episode 73 from July 2017. I remember exactly where I was, uh, where I was driving in my car when I heard this episode. It is such a joy to now be like interacting with you um, and, and experiencing this because, Christy, I had been searching for resources and understanding on the intersection of emotional health and spiritual, spiritual formation and hearing you speak so authentically about how you were processing traumatic memories, speaking honestly about experiencing anxiety in your life. Truly, I I couldn't believe that there was someone out there honestly speaking about these issues. And then I remember in this episode, you discussing your grandma's, your nanny's words and and how you for so long had discounted it in the fullness of your soul. And that to me took my breath away because so often we do that when we are looking at those traumatic memories. And then in that, you didn't have any shame for needing or seeking empathy from Bill around it. And so I thought that was so important that you modeled and Bill even said, thank you for taking courage, Christy. And I just wanted to shout out, absolutely. Thank you for taking this courage to really address in our Christian communities, this, this, you know, what you say about needing to feel it, to heal it. And yet we receive messages, be anxious about nothing, do, you know, like don't feel. And so there you were just modeling to us how you were feeling. And it was such a blessing to me. Well, thank you, Jess. And for our listeners, you don't know, Jess is a, has been a therapist herself. Like me, you've sat with people and in their trauma through the pool of pain, been an ambassador of Jesus, extending grace, both as a, a therapist, a coach, now a spiritual director and coach as well, a consultant, a minister in your own right. 
And so I just, we've been so honored just to have you following Jesus with us. You are a genuine apprentice of Jesus yourself, always growing and so respect you in that. And so it's just wonderful now to, to have met you, to get to work with you. You know, five years ago when I recorded this podcast, I hadn't met you. I didn't even know you. And what a neat thing, the way God brings together those in our soul shepherding community. We always love meeting you and our soul talks community and hearing from you. And we just pray, Justin, and I just got done praying for you that this episode will be something that the Lord will speak personally to you and use it for your healing and your growth in him, that nothing is wasted, that he's with us at all times in the valleys and the hills. So enjoy this past a favorite of Jess. And thank you, Jess, for joining us today. Jess, I've asked to pray for you at the end of this podcast. So we'll come back on for that as well. So we're going to be talking about the Lord's face shines on you. This morning when I turned on my cell phone, I saw a text that had come through from a friend of ours. She's a pastor and she said she was giving witness to the Lord's face Shining on her, she had said that as before, uh, she woke to the temptation to spiral into a pit of self-condemnation. Mm. And she said, but then I, I recalled the article on Soul Shepherding, Jesus smiles at me. Mm. And she said, I also remembered your recent podcast on resisting shame. And those gave me the strength to push against this downward pull into that familiar pit of shame. So I saw God's face shine and smile upon us as she was giving testimony to his face shining and smiling upon her and breaking through that temptation to go into shame and joined her and just praising the Lord and provision his blessing. Lord, we just pray for our friend and just so thank you for how she took hold of your hand, Jesus, even as you reached out to Peter when he was sinking in the water because he'd been walking on the water to you, Lord. He'd been obeying you and he was your apostle. Uh, but the waves uh, were so big, and he got scared, and he started to sink. And, oh, Lord, we can all relate to that. We're stepping out to serve you in all kinds of ways, um, each of us, Lord, in our families, in our work, in our church, in our ministries, in our small groups, in our conversations. We're seeking to be Christ's ambassadors. And, and sometimes we find ourselves sinking for one reason or another, and there is the hand of heaven reaching down to us. If only we would see it and grab hold of it. And we're just so thank you, Lord, that our friend took hold of your hand and got back up onto solid ground in the place of your joy and your loving presence. And may that be true, Lord, for all of us. And bless this podcast now, this conversation that we're going to have, that it would lift up the downtrodden, the discouraged, anyone that is sliding into shame or uh, insecurity or aloneness, uh, depression, Uh, Lift us up, Lord. Help us to see. (laughs) Open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, Lord. And and we join you in saying, yes, open up my soul, open up my heart to God. He is here. His smile is upon me. His face is shining upon me. Praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, some more encouragement. This is one of the best cards I have ever received in my life. You've had it sitting on your desk where you work every day. I've reread it a few times. This is from the Elder Board of Abundant Life Christian Fellowship in Ohio, near Cleveland. And I've never received a card like this before. It's from a whole group of elders who are thankful for our ministry to 
their pastor and wife, Shane and Mary. And and they didn't even know that their elders sent this card to us. And so we're so thankful. Uh, So just a sampling here, just so our listeners can kind of get the feeling of what a blessing you can be to your pastor if you're not a pastor or if you are a pastor to other pastors on your staff or down the street, this kind of support and just what they did to bless our ministry as pastors to their pastors. So thank you so much, Bill and Christy, for all you've done for Pastor Shane and his wife, Mary. Your work has had a tremendous impact on our church. Be encouraged, says another elder. God is working through your ministry. Uh, Another one, it is such a blessing to see how our pastor has grown and matured this past year through the conversations, through the time of retreat. Uh, Another one, thanks for investing in our pastor's soul and life in ministry. God grace you with his smile, elders. Thank you for your encouragement. And so, boy, this would be our vision, you know, that uh, more and more churches would uh, support their pastor before their pastor gets in a crisis, mm-hmm. as uh, yeah. in this case, you know, we, we all need soul shepherding. We all need someone that we can talk to about our life. We don't have to be uh, depressed or suffering from an addiction mm-hmm. or having panic attacks or be in a state of burnout. Uh, of course, those things come along and then we need a safe place. And uh, we and, and other Christian therapists and spiritual directors are available at those times. But what soul shepherding is really about is getting out onto the leading edge in wellness and yes. uh, preventative care, yes. building up the, the, the friendship and the care and just the, the ministry and the training and deepening of our lives in God's grace. Yeah, and it is a privilege. So the Lord's face shines on us, and sometimes we forget that. And you were uh, sharing with me about an experience, that the Lord, a memory the Lord reminded you of. I was so blessed, and we had such a great conversation about that. We thought, well, let's just continue that on Soul Talks. Well, yeah, it's been a week where I really needed God's face to shine on me. I've been grieving as our little niece has been in the NICU, and she's been, you know, suffering's been very up and down. Um, She's a great niece. And so just being close and praying and, you know, getting the updates. And then we we got to go down to the hospital. We didn't get to see her in the NICU, but we got to be outside the NICU. And we were walking down the, the, what I called the Hall of Hope there, where they had pictures of these newborn babies in the NICU that just, you know, you could just see they were so sick and you just wouldn't think they would have a chance. Mm-hmm. And then they had a full blown, you know, the, the little pictures worse than the upshot. And they had a full blown, you know, 16 by 20 picture of this healthy, beautiful, older child or young adult. And just reminded of, you know, God has purposes for our lives and our souls, you know, that we don't know. We can't see. We can't begin to imagine. And some of those babies that don't make it, God does for them too, and, you know, because they're eternal souls. They're, you know, we just love Dallas's articulation that we are all unceasing spiritual beings with an eternal destiny in God's great universe. And whether how much of that soul life and in his universe is here on earth and how much of it is, you know, the fullness of spirituality and the heavens with him, mm-hmm. his full kingdom. We don't know. We don't get to say God's sovereign over that. But, you know, there's, there's this excitement about the inbreaking of seeing God's face shining upon us. And there's times when we can't sense it, we can't feel it. And so for me, when we were 
in that NICU or in the, the children's hospital and being in the midst of the grief and the unknown and the pain and the longing and the fear and, you know, the doubt and all the questions and all the wrestlings with, you know, that this isn't what we wanted for our niece and yeah, her you, husband you, you, you and their child. Is, is God's love present here? Is, yeah. he, is he care? Why isn't yeah. he bringing the healing? You know, why is this so, so painful and so yeah. difficult and so drawn out? And yeah. Yeah. We get into, into the grief and, it can get kind of dark and it especially did for me, Bill, because it triggered for me, I think, some trauma from when I was a baby and when I was in the hospital for a surgery that saved my life. Yeah. Tell us, tell us that story, honey, so our listeners understand. Well, I was born with a condition called pyloric stenosis. So the opening to my stomach was closed and I couldn't get any food, receive any nourishment or food. So it was, it was hard because my mom couldn't comfort me. She couldn't, you know, she would feed me and I would projectilely vomit across the room and she didn't know what was wrong with me, why she couldn't comfort me, you know, why, what was wrong. My dad was traveling. She had two other little girls that were older than me, my older sisters. And so this was a trauma for her too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my grandparents were 50 at the time that I was born. So that, you know, they cared, they were praying and I'm sure feeling some of what I've been feeling for my great niece, for my niece and my great niece during this time. And so my grandma, we would call her nanny, all my life when she would see me, there'd be times when I was struggling. I wasn't seeing, you know, the face of God shining on me. I was struggling with shame or I struggled a lot with depression, feelings of inferiority, insecurity. She would see that and she would come to me and with her face shining at me and she would say, Christy, you're a miracle. Mm. God has a special plan and a special purpose for you. You remember that. Don't ever forget that. I can picture that because I, I heard her say that a few occasions and what a, what a blessing her words were and are. Well, they are. But the sad thing, Bill, is I couldn't receive them. Mm. I was shut down to them. I, I just kind of discounted them. Yeah, yeah, she's my nanny. You mm-hmm. know, she sees me with special eyes of grace. You know, she would think that about any of her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So you you heard the words, but you didn't, words. you didn't feel and experience the affirmation. No, I didn't receive that as reality, as really being true. I was kind of like, yeah, we're all miracles or yeah, I got a special plan for all of us. Mm. So you were, you were discounting it. I was it. discounting it. Yeah. I was dismissing it. I wasn't really receiving it into the fullness of my soul. And I didn't even realize it until this week when we got back from being up with our, you know, there at the hospital and I realized, oh, I'm not sensing the presence of God. I'm closed off to it. I can't see his face. I can't experience his love. And so I started to talk to you. We went on a walk in yeah, the dark. This was a real <laughs> dark pit that you yeah. were sliding into there. Yeah. It was very, very depressing. Yeah, it was. And I knew some of it was grief, you know, over just just being so grieved for, mm-hmm. my, for my sister, for family, for you know, for everybody, for what God had in mind for this baby. and Yeah, grief, it gets into our bodies and we, we get, get sluggish and yeah. start feeling depressed. Yeah, and I mean, I, w- I was spending time in hope too, but right now I was swallowed up in the grief. Yeah, especially because it was triggering. Mm-hmm. It was triggering for me. Your it. infancy yes. and being in NICU. And, yes, yeah. yeah, so I was majorly triggered. So I asked you if we could go on a walk and I just emoted to you on this walk in the dark, just started sharing with you everything I was feeling, just mm-hmm. kind of emotionally vomited and my frustration that I wasn't able to feel any consolation from the Lord or see his shining face. And so after the walk though, when we got back, 
I had received a lot of empathy from you, a lot of care, a lot of validation for my emotion. Um, you know, you didn't you didn't try to turn my face to remember, you know, I think you're struggling with trauma again, Christy, or I think this is trauma. You didn't say any of that. You were just with me. And in your being with me and loving me and giving me compassion and holding that space for me to just get in touch with everything I was feeling and articulate it, you know, I begin to have these ahas of, oh, yeah, this isn't coming from a place that's that's real right now. This is coming from an old place that was a trauma. And yeah, that's not my reality anymore. My reality is that hall of hope. That's mm-hmm. that's what I've experienced, God mm-hmm. breaking through for me. And so I've continued to remember that and thank God for that. And I was reoriented again and I was able to worship him again. And then the next morning again, we spent some hours in the morning together resting, talking. I felt God's face shining on me through you again. And then you said, hey, let's let's go out to Bomber Canyon and go. Well, you said, I'm going to go to Bomber Canyon and go for a run. And um, you often do that on Sunday mornings, go for a run out in the open space of the yeah. trails of the hill, hills, a um, little drive from our place. And I thought, well, you know, usually I would stay home. I would lay in bed and pray, but I think I need to get out into the open and out of the confines of myself just because I'd been so confined into, you know, my experience. And so David says, uh, you brought me out into a wide open spacious place in Psalm 18. And that's what you were longing for. It was. Yeah. And it, it was, it was so good for my soul to get out in the open space. And I found myself worshiping. I found myself singing, great is your faithfulness. Mm, and he's done great that. things and just celebrating again, the great things God has done in my life through that trauma and how he's even used it for good and how it's been a part of his story in my story, mm-hmm. his redemption his story of using the brokenness and the pain for his purposes, for good. And so as I was contemplating that, I was getting ready in the morning. I was putting on makeup in the mirror, and it was like, again, God broke through with his face shining at me in the form of Nanny, in the memory of Nanny, saying, Christy, you're a miracle. God has a special purpose for you. Don't ever forget it. And I received it finally. It was like, oh, I had forgotten it. You know, when I went back to that hospital, I'd forgotten it. But then now again, God broke through. His face was shining on me. He used you to do it. And so it was like he was saying, don't forget. This time, don't forget. Yeah. And uh, of course, I'm blessed to be your husband, but it could have been a good soul friend having that conversation with you. Uh, Or if that wasn't accessible to you, hopefully you would have been talking with a a counselor or a spiritual director or a Mm -hmm. pastor. But the point is you needed empathy. Yes. You needed someone who would listen to you and even draw you out Mm -hmm. with some open questions and uh, a gentleness with uh, curiosity Mm -hmm. to help you put words to what you're feeling first Mm -hmm. about the situation there for your grandniece, but then, you know, secondly, what it's reminding you of, what it's bringing up for you from your own history. And by putting words to your experience and your emotions and then being received with graciousness and not advice or or reassurance, oh, you know, it's going to be okay, you know, look, God healed you, or, you know, well, we'll just trust God to do the same for our grandniece, you know, none of the cheerleading stuff because that's invalidating of emotion. You just needed empathy. You needed a, an emotional presence that's caring so that you could verbalize and experience the catharsis of, of releasing what had become not only painful, but negative and even toxic inside of you. Yeah, 
on. It was a surprise to me because, you know, at lunch, we were at lunch earlier that day before going to the mm-hmm. hospital with my niece. And I remember I was in that place of hope. You know, I remember I, I showed her my scar. It's all across yeah. diagonally across my stomach, my middle and said, because I was, I was showing, see, God redeems. Look at my life. I'm alive. I survived this. And so my scar was kind of like that hall of hope. You know, I was right. showing it. So I was in that place of hope. But then I, so I was surprised when I got caught up into that pit that I didn't see coming of the trigger of the trauma. And this is what happens. I, I hope our listeners can um, really tie into this is that as we are caring for other people and this is what you're doing. You're, you're showing your niece your scar, mm-hmm. you see, and it blessed her. It gave her hope. And I mean, the whole lunch that we shared with her was such a, I mean, she didn't think she should step out of the hospital, you know, and didn't feel like she was up for it, but, but she did. And it's like, oh, I really needed this, you see. And so we were so thankful to have that opportunity to minister to her and to pour in, into her by just being with her, by, by asking questions, by listening, by praying for her. And then you're showing your scar there, that sort of thing. But sometimes as we are giving out, there's a certain stress in that. Maybe part of it's this spiritual warfare of the enemy attacking us. But then after that, is what you're saying mm-hmm. here, yeah. is when you started to plummet. Yeah. Yeah. It took a toll on you. The ministry and the output took something out of you, exposed you, it exposed a, a raw place within you, your empathy to go into the, the well, hospital. Well, as counselors and, and pastors, we experience this a lot when we're with somebody in their pain. You know, we feel that. In this case, I don't think it was what I, anything that I did that took a toll on me. I think it was just the, the trigger of being in the hospital. Which really is something do. that you're doing, though, because you're, you're being there. You're okay. being there relationally and emotionally and spiritually, you're absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm letting myself be exposed to the trigger and remember, you know, Bill, something I want to say before we end this podcast, because we're getting close on time is that, you know, there's a movie that's been made that really does a good job of helping us be empathetic to people that have early traumas that you don't see in their body. You wouldn't know that they have them. And so I recommend to our listeners the movie October Baby. I think it does a really good job of showing, in, in her case, it was a trauma, you know, that started before birth. The movie's about post-abortion syndrome. She survived an abortion, and it's her story, and the, the coming to know it, and her dad, her adoptive father, and the doctor, you know, sensitivity to that, and helping her through that, and her having to become aware of why she experiences these trauma triggers that she does. And get help for it. And so I just, I recommend that to our listeners if you want to understand a little bit more about how these unconscious traumas can get triggered. Yeah. We mentioned uh, recently about a trauma B, mm-hmm. the trauma of neglect. Yeah. It's often subtle as in just not receiving empathy. Mm-hmm. And that can get in us in ways that are very damaging, uh, shaming, and lead to all sorts of problems as we go along in life with depression and anxiety and addiction and disrupted conflictual relationships. And because we haven't had the experience of really being nurtured emotionally and spiritually so that our sense of self and identity forms mm-hmm. around being loved. Yeah. And if we don't experience that in relationship with a person, then how are we going to experience it with God? Well, you know, I mean, God's supernatural and God's huge. God does miracles. But the normal way we're going to connect with his grace is is in relationship. And so that's why we talk so much about empathy on the podcast here. Well, or even maybe repetitive little mini 
pains that maybe we wouldn't consider trauma like yesterday walking to the 4th of July parade in our neighborhood. We passed a family and the little boy was crying. He was really upset and he was crying and his dad was angry at him for crying. And you said, see, that's what my pastors in my office don't realize that they endured as little children over and over and over again, their emotions being met with anger from the powerful, significant parent person in their life and how that shut them down to their emotions. Yeah. Some of us have that in our background where whether from uh, you know a parent or another relative or a really close person who was a caregiver to us was just impatient with hurts and fears or critical about that. And that sort of experience, when it's a recurring thing mm-hmm. from someone that you're, you need, mm-hmm. is very damaging. Yeah. But it might not be something you remember when you're right. you know, later an adult, no. as an adult and wondering, you know, wh- why am I depressed? Mm-hmm. Why, why right. am I dealing with uh, this anxiety? Right. Yeah, I don't have any conscious memory of being in the hospital. None at all. No. Yeah, if, you had, if it wasn't for the scar and being told the stories about right. it, you wouldn't even know. But it's been helpful to know because I have the implicit memory in my brain and mm-hmm. my body that's stored there. And so it gets triggered. And so it helps to understand and be able to connect it. Yeah, implicit memory. That, say a bit more about that because that's a term that's important that our listeners might not know. Yeah, well, neuropsychologists talk about this. In fact, Kurt Thompson in his book, The Anatomy of the Soul, talks about it and the power of it. He's talking about it from the point of attachment theories, a really good book I recommend to our listeners too. But yeah, that implicit memory and the power of it, that it's unconscious in our brain, but it's real. It's a real memory and it is triggerable and it has a big effect when it's triggered. Yeah. So the things that we experience in life, it gets into our body. Mm -hmm. And so uh, trained therapists can sort of read the body language and get an idea of what the experience that someone has had in, or in their development might have been like mm-hmm. and, yeah. and begin to then ask questions and help them begin to articulate what's going on here. Right. And that, I mean, in October Baby, it's the doctor who knows about this girl's history mm-hmm. and then hears that this girl's symptoms and then he, he's able to say, oh, there's implicit memories getting triggered. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's something and there is help and hope available. So that's the good news. And thanks, honey, for you know, taking courage to share your story here with us and our Soul Talks community. And I'm just uh, so thankful to the Lord for how over time, over some years and a lot of work on your part, that he's brought this great healing I'm in this thankful. area for you. And so we can really say now with praise to the Lord that yes. this has become a sacred wound Yes, that is in the service of the Lord. That and, I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get a special joy mm-hmm. in ministering to people in many contexts, not just the therapy office or a soul shepherding retreat or group, but also just in, in the family and in uh, friendships and other relationships. You get great joy out of being emotionally present for others who maybe feel alone or rejected or insecure or like somehow they've been lost. Yeah, and I'm able to pray, especially for my great niece and others, in ways that, because of my understanding and experience. It's given you, a, uh, the Lord has shaped in you a tremendous gift of mercy. Mm, you thank know, you. Healing mercy. So, uh, in closing here, I would like to offer a, a prayer for you, our listeners. The Lord bless you and keep you, holding you close and secure in his love. The Lord make his face to shine upon you such that you would see his beaming smile 
delighted love for you and the Lord be gracious to you. You would know that he is always good and kind to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, causing his smile, his shine, his joy to be upon your face. And may he give you peace, shalom, a sense of great fullness of life, because you are with Jesus in the Father's world. You are his special servant called to minister his truth and his love to people around you. What an honor you have given us, Lord. Thank you, God, for each of our friends listening and your blessing upon them, their loved ones, the people that they minister to. We would be in the righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom of God all the days of our life. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you and it might have stirred up some raw emotions for you or some memories for you or some needs for you. And so just would you say a prayer for our listeners now? Yes. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Jesus, we love you. We recognize that we each have walked through pain and and trauma and grief and you are ever present with us ever loving ever seeing and noticing and experiencing with us and so for anyone out there who is hearing and seeing this we just pray for your blessing and your abundant grace spirit of jesus come and minister to them We ask all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 